0: You're listening to the weekly Bible lesson from Plainfield Christian Science Independent Church, Plainfield, New Jersey, United States of America. Our citations are from King James Version of the Bible and Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures, 1910 edition by Mary Baker Eddy. This lesson is for Sunday, July 16th. 2023. Subject. Life. Golden Text. Proverbs. In the way of righteousness is life, and in the pathway thereof there is no death. Responsive Reading. Psalm. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also, shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. I have said the Lord always before me, because he is at my right hand, I shall not be moved. Therefore my heart is glad, and my glory rejoiceth. My flesh also shall rest in hope. Thou wilt show me the path of life. In thy presence is fullness of joy. At thy right hand there are pleasures forevermore. I will read from the Bible. Proverbs My son, forget not my law, but let thine heart keep my commandments. For length of days and long life and peace shall they add to thee. Let not mercy and truth forsake thee. Bind them about thy neck. write them upon the table of thine heart. So shalt thou find favor and good understanding in the sight of God and man. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. Ruth Now it came to pass in the days when the judges ruled that there was a famine in the land, and a certain man of Bethlehem Judah went to sojourn in the country of Moab, he and his wife and his two sons. And the name of the man was Elimelech, and the name of his wife Naomi, and the name of his two sons Malon and Chilion, Ephratites of Bethlehem Judah. And they came into the country of Moab and continued there. And Elimelech, Naomi's husband, died, and she was left and her two sons. And they took them wives of the women of Moab. The name of the one was Orpah, and the name of the other Ruth, and they dwelt there about ten years. And Marlon and Chilion died also, both of them, and the woman was left of her two sons and her husband. And Naomi said unto her two daughters-in-law, Go, return each to her mother's house. The Lord deal kindly with you, as ye have dealt with the dead and with me. And Orpah kissed her mother-in-law, but Ruth clave unto her. And she said, Behold, thy sister-in-law is gone back unto her people and unto her gods. Return thou after thy sister-in-law. And Ruth said, Entreat me not to leave thee, or to return from following after thee. For whither thou goest, I will go, and where thou lodgest, I will lodge. Thy people shall be my people, and thy God my God. So Naomi returned, and Ruth the Moabitess, her daughter-in-law, with her, which returned out of the country of Moab, and they came to Bethlehem in the beginning of barley harvest. And Naomi had a kinsman of her husband's, a mighty man of wealth, of the family of Elimelech, and his name was Boaz. And Ruth the Moabitess said unto Naomi, Let me now go to the field, and glean years of corn after him in whose sight I shall find grace. And she said unto her, Go, my daughter. And she went, and came and gleaned in the field after the reapers. And behold, Boaz came from Bethlehem, and said unto the reapers, The Lord be with you. And they answered him, The Lord bless thee. Then said Boaz unto his servant, that was set over the reapers, whose damsel is this. And the servant that was set over the reapers answered and said, It is the Moabitish damsel that came back with Naomi out of the country of Moab. And she said, I pray you, let me glean and gather after the reapers among the sheaves, So she came, and hath continued even from the morning until now, that she tarried a little in the house. Then said Boaz unto Ruth, Hearest thou not my daughter? Go not to glean in another field, neither go from hence, but abide here fast by my maidens. Let thine eyes be on the field that they do reap, and go thou after them. Have I not charged the young men that they shall not touch thee? And when thou art athirst, go unto the vessels, and drink of that which the young men have drawn. Then she fell on her face, and bowed herself to the ground, and said unto him, Why have I found grace in thine eyes, that thou shouldest take knowledge of me, seeing I am a stranger? And Boaz answered and said unto her, It hath fully been showed me, all that thou hast done unto thy mother-in-law since the death of thine husband, and how thou hast left thy father and thy mother and the land of thy nativity, and art come unto a people which thou knewest not heretofore. The Lord recompense thy work, and a full reward be given thee of the Lord God of Israel, under whose wings thou art come to trust. Acts Now there was at Joppa a certain disciple named Tabitha, which by interpretation is called Dorcas. This woman was full of good works and alms deeds, which she did. And it came to pass in those days that she was sick and died whom when they had washed, they laid her in an upper chamber. And forasmuch as much as Lydda was nigh to Joppa, and the disciples had heard that Peter was there, they sent unto him two men desiring him that he would not delay to come to them. Then Peter arose and went with them. When he was come, They brought him into the upper chamber and all the widows stood by him weeping and showing the coats and garments which Dorcas made while she was with them. But Peter put them all forth and kneeled down and prayed and turning him to the body said, Tabitha, arise. And she opened her eyes and when she saw Peter, She sat up, and he gave her his hand and lifted her up, and when he had called the saints and widows, presented her alive. Psalm Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I will now read correlative passages from the Christian Science textbook Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures by Mary Baker Eddy. Life is spirit, and there is more life and immortality in one good motive and act than in all the blood which ever flowed through mortal veins and simulated a corporeal sense of life. God made man immortal and amenable to spirit only. Good deeds are immortal, bringing joy instead of grief, pleasure instead of pain, and life instead of death. Watching beside that couch of pain in the exercise of a love that is the fulfilling of the law, doing unto others as ye would that they should do unto you. This is no infringement of law, for no demand, human or divine, renders it just to punish a man for acting justly. Giving a cup of cold water in Christ's name is a Christian service. Laying down his life For a good deed, mortal man should find it again. Such acts bear their own justification and are under the protection of the Most High. Mortals suppose that they can live without goodness when God is good and the only real life. What is the result? Understanding little about the divine principle which saves and heals, mortals get rid of sin, sickness and death only in belief. These errors are not thus really destroyed and must therefore cling to mortals until, here or hereafter, they gain the true understanding of God in the science which destroys human delusions about him, and reveals the grand realities of his allness. Man, governed by immortal mind, is always beautiful and grand. Each succeeding year unfolds wisdom, beauty, and holiness. Life is eternal. We should find this out and begin the demonstration thereof. Life and goodness are immortal. Let us then shape our views of existence into loveliness, freshness, and continuity rather than into age and blight. Immortality, exempt from age or decay, has a glory of its own, the radiance of soul. Immortal men and women are models of spiritual sense, drawn by perfect mind and reflecting those higher conceptions of loveliness which transcend all material sense. Calmliness and grace are independent of matter. Being possesses its qualities before they are perceived humanly. Beauty is a thing of life which dwells forever in the eternal mind and reflects the charms of His goodness in expression, form, outline, and color. It is love which paints the petal with myriad hues, glances in the warm sunbeam, arches the cloud with the bow of beauty, blazons the night with starry gems, and covers earth with loveliness. The embellishments of the person are poor substitutes for the charms of being shining resplendent and eternal over age and decay. Love never loses sight of loveliness. Its halo rests upon its object. One marvels that a friend can ever seem less than beautiful. Men and women of riper years and larger lessons ought to ripen into health and immortality instead of lapsing into darkness or gloom. Immortal mind feeds the body with supernal freshness and fairness, supplying it with beautiful images of thought and destroying the woes of sense which Each day brings to a nearer tomb. Trials teach mortals not to lean on a material staff, a broken reed which pierces the heart. We do not half remember this in the sunshine of joy and prosperity. Sorrow is salutary. Through great tribulation, we enter the kingdom. Trials are proofs of God's care. Spiritual development germinates not from seed sown in the soil of material hopes, but when these decay, love propagates anew the higher joys of spirit, which have no taint of earth. Each successive stage of experience unfolds new views of divine goodness and love. Every step towards goodness is a departure from materiality and is a tendency towards God, spirit. Material theories partially paralyze this attraction towards infinite and eternal good by an opposite attraction towards the finite, temporary, and discordant selfishness tips the beam of human existence towards the side of error not towards truth denial of the oneness of mind throws our weight into the scale not of spirit god good but of matter The anatomy of Christian science teaches when and how to probe the self-inflicted wounds of selfishness, malice, envy, and hate. It teaches the control of mad ambition. It unfolds the hallowed influences of unselfishness, philanthropy, spiritual love. God gives the lesser idea of himself for a link to the greater, and in return, the higher always protects the lower. The rich in spirit help the poor in one grand brotherhood, all having the same principle of father. And blessed is that man who seeth his brother's need and supplieth it, seeking his own, in another's good. Love giveth to the least spiritual idea might, immortality, and goodness, which shine through all as the blossom shines through the bud. All the varied expressions of God reflect health, holiness, immortality, infinite life, truth, and love. When being is understood, life will be recognized as neither material nor finite, but as infinite, as God, universal good, and the belief that life or mind was ever in a finite form or good in evil will be destroyed. The sinless joy, the perfect harmony and immortality of life Possessing unlimited divine beauty and goodness, without a single bodily pleasure or pain, constitutes the only veritable, indestructible man whose being is spiritual. Outside of this science, all is mutable. But immortal man, in accord with the divine principle of his being, God, neither since suffers, nor dies. The days of our pilgrimage will multiply instead of diminish when God's kingdom comes on earth. Let unselfishness, goodness, mercy, justice, health, holiness, love, the kingdom of heaven reign within us and sin, disease, and death will diminish until they finally disappear. Here now are our three daily duties by Mary Baker Eddy as given in the church manual. Daily Prayer It shall be the duty of every member of this church to pray each day, should impel the motives or acts of the members of the Mother Church. In science, divine love alone governs man, and a Christian scientist reflects the sweet amenities of love in rebuking sin, in true brotherliness, charitableness, and forgiveness. The members of this church should daily watch and pray to be delivered from all evil, from prophesying, judging, condemning, counseling, influencing, or being influenced erroneously. Alertness to Duty It shall be the duty of every member of this church to defend himself daily against aggressive mental suggestion and not be made to forget, nor to neglect his duty to God, to his leader, and to mankind. By his works he shall be judged, and justified, or condemned. And from Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures by Mary Baker Eddy, page 442. Christian scientists, be a law to yourselves that mental malpractice cannot harm you either when asleep or when awake. Thank you for listening and let some truth from the lesson help you make it a great day. You may visit our website plainfieldcs.com for more information.